0: Everybody, this is Barbara with Cannon Girl Speaks podcast, and um, I'm very uh, excited on tonight to introduce um, two guests in my VIP room, and um, I want them to introduce themselves. I'm very uh, just, I'm so glad that they accepted my invitation to be on the podcast, and this podcast is actually going to air on the weekend of us celebrating the birthday of Martin Luther King. Junior's birthday celebration and so I wanted to make this uh episode very special and so I asked uh these two guests and to come on and talk about um a little bit a bit a little bit about their history uh in our community in Corsicana and so without further ado um I'm gonna let ladies go first and so just introduce who you are and I told you told at the beginning just talk you know you can whatever you want to say you know and how you want however you want to introduce yourself you're welcome to do
1: that. Well, I am Sarah Butcher-Nolan. I am um, a 1970 graduate from Carson County High School uh, via G.W. Jackson High, the last class of Jackson High School. And I am currently the president of the Jackson X Students Association.
0: All right, and sir?
1: I am
2: Leroy Johnson, Jr. Attended Jackson. I was in the last graduating class of Jackson High School. Go Bears! <laughs> um, I was on the 1968 state championship team and um, all-state player and all those good things.
0: All right. Yes. So um, we're going to start this conversation um, out. We're going to start the conversation. I want you guys to go back and let's just talk about let's just talk about Jackson High School. Because I want um, our, whoever's listening out there to understand, you know, what Jackson High School was about because you guys were the ones that actually walked the halls of Jackson High School. And so tell us uh, tell us a, a, a brief description about what Jackson
1: High School was about. You wanna go first, Sarah? Jackson High School was, I think, um, it had superior teachers. They wanted nothing but the best, you know, from us and expected that from us. They um, came from various uh, historically black universities and colleges, and so they were old school. They wanted first and foremost for us to be educated, and they didn't play around too much. We did have fun with some of them, but they were very strict on on education, and um, I think most of us that came out of Jackson High came through those halls appreciate it now more so than ever
0: so give us some names of some of those teachers
1: well my favorite was coach alexander williams mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh going back even before him uh, in in uh, english miss jimmy d powell she taught texas history and and english uh, miss molly uh, sparks smart at the time mm-hmm. uh, taught <clears throat> speech and miss Dell was math uh, Miss L.M. Searcy was also um, English, and they were very strict, very strict. And I, I, I can imagine sometimes when I hear these uh, younger, younger students just outside talking, and I know it's not just their outside voices, it's really what they've missed out on in, in, in education. Some of those teachers. Probably cringe when they hear them talk because they the grammar is so poor, Mm -hmm. you know, and we were really um, educated on 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 English, Mm -hmm. especially in English, Uh, you know, learning how to conjugate verbs and diagram sentences, to know where to put your punctuation marks and things like that, and I that was my favorite subject, English, and I liked grammar more so than uh, literature Mm because I didn't really like reading, you know, any more than I had to. But um, we we did have some good good English teachers, and I think they were more um,
2: they were just they were
0: just the tops. Yeah. You know. So, Mr. Leroy, what about you?
2: Well, um, I think going to Jackson High School gave me a sense of pride. I was able to be around my peers, and be able to understand different things. You know, uh, I would would see guys that were ahead of me uh, progress and excel and all of that. And th- the thing with me, I was in athletics. You know, I was a football player, basketball player, track, baseball. I was all of it. it. And um, And I just wanted to be able to be the best that I could be. And I remember one thing that was told to me by teachers, you know, say get an education because you can't rely on sports being your future, you know, because anything can happen. Anything can happen. And uh, I kept that in my mind and when I graduated, which before I graduated, you know, I. I had all these things going on and when I did graduate, um, they told me those things and uh, it helped me in the long run because um, I was able to go off to college, play football in college on scholarship, uh, played a professional over in Canada, you know, several years. Didn't get a chance to play as long as I wanted to and I remember what they said, get an education because you may not be able to play as long as you would like. And then when I didn't, and I, I graduated from East Texas State in 1974 with a bachelor of science degree, and that pushed me on past my football playing days. Well, that's
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about um, when. Uh, let's talk about integration. Let's talk about when you guys got the, when you got the news that. Okay, you know the the they're mandating um, the schools to come together because you know we that was during segregation, and so what was the community? What was the feeling? What was the community uh, feeling during all that? During all that time, you know, we know that it, it was mandated it had to be done. You know, we had you know just give us give us um, some you know I guess a little bit tidbit of that that part of history.
1: Well, during that time. We didn't have, um, we had maybe one, you know, white student to come over, and one Hispanic that I, that I recall, and it was like they weren't forced to come to Jackson, but, you know, we knew it was coming that everybody was going to be forced to go to Carts County High at one time, but before the school actually actually closed, we did have some students from Jackson that, you know, attended Carts County High. You know, to make that process a little easier, you know, instead of just one year, everybody was there, so it was a gradual thing. But uh, we had uh, white teachers that came over, and, uh, and and they did really well with us, I think.
0: So how yeah. was how was Corsicana then? I mean, how was how was the community? How was our especially our African American community? Mm-hmm. How was our community? I, you know, I hear so many stories about.
2: We were a thriving community, right? Right. you know. You know, during that time, there weren't a lot of professional jobs for people. I you say the uh, people of color, African-Americans, mm-hmm. however you want to phrase it. So, our parents were striving each day to try to make ends meet. You know, none of us drove Cadillacs. <laughs> none of us lived in two-story homes. Uh, you know, it was just survival. But, man, it didn't bother us at that time because that was the only thing that we knew. Mm. You know, that was the only thing we knew. So, we didn't hold our heads down. I think, with me, it, it pushed me farther. It pushed me harder to become the person that I needed to be. And. Um, and and, and, and and growing up on the east side you had a number of people who would mentor you know mentor you you know it wasn't just your parents it was the people out in the streets if someone in the street saw you doing something wrong they would correct you yeah. that's the relationship that they had with your parents and them you know and uh, but but I tell you what though I enjoyed I enjoyed. Being and growing up on the east side, Mm -hmm. um, probably probably too much because I didn't get a chance to to venture out too much. You know, I think I farthest I ever uh, would go probably fifty miles outside of (laughs) Corsicana. But uh, it was an experience. You know, we had everything that we needed right there. I recall back we were growing up, like during the summer. You know, um, when we didn't get a when we wh- hadn't gotten old enough to, you know, work, we the summer we'd go out in the park. We play baseball for a couple of hours. Then we'd come and we'd go and get a football game somewhere and play for a while. And just being able to, you had different parts across the county. You had the creek, you had the hill, you had <laughs> the projects, <laughs> you had Strain Town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you had dog town. Yeah. yeah, you had all of these. You know, particular places, and everybody knew everybody, mm-hmm. and we were a, a community. You didn't hear about a lot of fights going on. Everybody got along with each other, but for its prosperity, none of us, you know, none of us were uh, like I say millionaires or anything like that. We were just people who were surviving, but we did a good job and and enjoyed enjoyed what was going on. Sarah, so what
1: about you? Well, we had, um, as far as businesses, we did have uh, funeral homes. Uh, we had a, a cleaning. We had doctors, um, nurses that lived in the community, and you know you could see, you know, the entrepreneurship that was, uh, that was you know right before us. Uh-huh. We didn't really, um, I guess, know what it really meant then. But as we, you know, grew older, we could appreciate it a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we did take pride in, in our communities, and it was like uh, we were closely knit. Yeah. You know, all the different parts of the East Side, <laughs> and, and the, you know, the East Side of Corsicana, mm-hmm. we we had our little uh, little rivals, you know, rivalries, but you know, we still. You know, came out of everything with love. Nothing with really extreme, right? You know, if you, you had know, a little extreme. fight or something, you know, you live to tell about it <laughs> right. and laugh about it, yeah. you know. So it wasn't, um, you know, it's, it's dangerous and
0: yeah, like it is. This different life-threatening mm-hmm. as it is now. It just seems to me like with um, the alumni from G W Jackson, you um, know, maybe during that also during that time, is that the community has so much pride, Pride. so much pride. And I look at, I look at the alumni now and the way you guys carry yourselves so different. Mm. I mean, it's like, when you walk in the room, it's like, that's G.W. Jackson, Mm. you know, purple Mm. and white, the Bears, Mm. you Mm. know, and you have that pride and it's like every class, I don't care what class it is, you guys bleed purple and white, right? you know, Uh, you bleed it, you know, you have that much pride and so, you, you 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 want your community, you want your the alumni to keep the keep the keep keep that alive. Mm-hmm. You know, the memory. Right. You know. And so, um, how do how do how do how do you make the young younger generation that we have here make make them understand, you know, you guys existed before there was a Course Canada High School. There there was of Course Canada High School, but of course it was segregated. Mm-hmm. But then you guys existed. You know, I, I you know, I hear about I hear the stories. Mm-hmm. I hear about the you know the, the the like you said the the football team the championship mm-hmm. football team you guys are known you guys are in a they're in the book mm-hmm. you know you hear about the teachers you hear about even Mr G W Jackson himself and wow. how he he had a standard right. I mean he was I mean he was well he was known across the nation right. you exactly. know because he built a school that was all about you know working with your hands mm-hmm. you know they had carpentry carpentry you know they. He he instilled people, you know, instill you know the young people to do things like I guess what plumbing or right. just all those kind of career tech fields, right. mm-hmm. you know. And so um, that's when you had those young people coming out of those coming out of G W Jackson with those kind of skills. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember I remember was it uh, Suki Suki? Yeah, right. Stewart Eddie Stewart. Uh, Eddie Stewart the, you know, he Eddie he was Spirit. a builder. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a builder. He mm-hmm. built. You know, I guess he built houses or right. you right. know. And mm-hmm. so now our young people—they don't see that. Mm-hmm. They don't even see—they don't even see it in Corsicana. Exactly. They don't see uh, African American um, have you know builders, you know mm-hmm. plumbers, having their own businesses, right, you know. And right. so how do you keep that memory alive um, amongst our community, amongst our young people?
2: Well, for me, I uh, after going, you know, coming up on the east side and then finally uh, getting the chance to go to college and venture and be be able to meet various people of all sectors and everything. Um, You come back and you have a more sense of pride about what's going on. And you want to talk to the young people and let them know that uh, there is a way out of Corsicana. You have to apply yourself. You can't expect for anybody to do it for you. Mm -hmm. You have to apply yourself and want to be somebody. Now, growing up in Jackson, the the way that I try to do things when I talk to young people is to get, is to be a role model. I use that word when I say a role model, you carry yourself in a way where Mm -hmm. they can see something in you. Mm -hmm. Because if you're gonna talk it, you got to live it. Mm -hmm. And, When I talk to them and I let them know that you can, you know, you can make it, you know, you don't have to, you know, what we went through, we went through as a struggle, but we made it through. We made it through for uh, pride. We made it through hard work, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, perseverance, you know, things of that nature, uh, it's not going to be given to you. Right. Yeah. So not going to be given to you at now. all. Yeah. It's it's just just now, when I get with young people, I talk to them about. I was joking with Sierra early, and I said, "You know, I thought that I was kind of a not a celebrity, but a, a star <laughs> from the East Side." And I talk to some of these young kids; they don't even know who I am. You know, <laughs> I, say, I say, "Now, wait a minute, now, you know, uh, you know, I was all state football yeah. player, all district and." <laughs> And all of that, you know. Even when I uh, ventured to college, you know, I was an all-American and and I played professional ball. And I'm and these and some of the people don't even know, but the pride that we have, uh, I look forward to when we have the Jackson X and all the people come together. Mm-hmm. The purple and white that you were speaking of—that uh, was a joke. Said that if you cut me, I bleed. Purple and white. Mm-hmm. And when I went went to college, you know, they asked me. He said, well, "You know, where are you from?" I said, "I'm from Corsica County." They said, "You uh, attended Corsica County High?" I said, "No, I went to Jackson High School." <laughs> Even when I uh, I went out to Los Angeles and I was trying out with the Rams, you know, that, that question was asked. You know. Uh, if, did you go to Carson County? No, I went to Jackson High School. Mm-hmm. Even out in Los Angeles, I am yeah. still saying these yeah. things right. because that's what I feel, mm-hmm. that's what I feel, and no matter where I go, if you ask me what school did I attend, I'm going to say Jackson High School mm-hmm. because that was it, mm-hmm. that was it, purple and white. Purple and white. Yes, yes. Yeah, so
0: Sarah, what, what else, do you want to say anything else to touch on that? I mean, just about the, just the whole, you know, as far as the pride that you have in D mm-hmm. W Jackson. You know the you know as far as the, like you said the community because you know Mr. Libra talked about you know even though you guys went through hard times you, to me you just didn't really everybody was in the same boat to me I feel right, like you know right, and so right. now we have a community now where it's a have and have nots mm-hmm. you know and then if they tell you you don't have you, you're poor or whatever then you start you you know you, that starts being a part of your life and you just right. you, you, you take on that yeah you take on that role mm-hmm. I'm a poor person you know and it's like. If you, if, you know, I always hear the story. If you, if you didn't have, if you were poor, you didn't know you was poor because right, you know your you parents know, made that's, sure that's that you know you was well dressed. You had everything you had everything needed, you, needed, you know, right. and you that's was okay right. with what they gave you. That's right. You know, you took pride in the clothes that you had. You know, now I, I was telling my my youngest son the other day, he was getting ready for church or something. And he was like iron. Iron his clothes on sunny. I said, "No, back in the day, you couldn't you iron. You could not iron on Sunday, you know. but then you made sure that you know you was, everything was well pressed and all that. And so, that's that's the generation that I really miss. Uh, I miss uh, that because yes. you it just you just had so much pride. Yes, pride looks differently now because of the you know because the generations have passed on, but still, right. you just I'm just keep saying you got you guys carry yourself different. They just you yes. just do yes. you know you can tell you have that." You you had just had stuff you it, that was instilling <clears> you <throat> to have pride in how you look. Right. You know, I went to uh, Miss Lee's funeral. You know, mm-hmm. they talked about how you know she, you know she had you know of course she had a standard. You mm-hmm. know, she was oh, an yeah. educator and all that. Yes. You know, she cared about how she looked. You know, mm-hmm. and I said that's that's the that's that generation, right?
1: Exactly. You know, I mean, our teachers came to school. They wore heels and stockings. The ladies did, and the men were in suits. I mean, they didn't just come looking like. You know, they came off the street. Mm-hmm. Some of the teachers now, I mean, mm-hmm. you you can't tell them from some of the students, especially if they are not um, like uniformed. Mm-hmm. You know, kids who have to wear a uniform, and I mean, our teachers took pride in their appearance. Yeah.
2: Yes, and I tell you another thing. You know, like I I taught school for twenty five years and coach. You know, and uh, growing up, you know, Coach Williams, he was he was he was the man. You know. <laughs> um, he would do different things, say different things. And you know, a couple of times when I'm out on the practice field when I was coaching, I find myself saying some things that he would say. And in the classroom, I find myself saying some things that he would say. But those teachers cared about us as kids. You know what I mean? As, uh, they, We weren't just numbers. I think they knew all of our names. When they know, when when teachers know each and every person's name, you couldn't do anything in the hallway. They would call your name out loud. You know, Leroy Johnson. You know, say, okay, all right. But um, that's how much they cared, and um, and you find yourself trying to pattern yourself after these people. You know, because they led the way for you. They were they were they were you know people in your life that you that you can't forget. There were a number of teachers. were names. Some teachers, you know, a few minutes ago. And I mean, you know, you know, Coach Nickelberry, mm-hmm. um, you know, Coach Coach uh, Albert uh, Nichols. Nichols. yes, yes. Uh, you know, then Miss Coach Hicks, yes, yes. Matter of fact, Coach Hicks, when I was coming up as a freshman, I started playing varsity ball. When I was a freshman, Coach Coach Hicks saw something in me. I was the only kid out of my freshman class to play varsity football. Wow! Yes. He saw something in me. and I, You know, things like that you never forget. Yeah. You never forget because it was an impact in your life. And, you know, uh, and you look back on those things and say, okay, then, all right. Uh, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I never forget, you know, people like that, you know. Uh, and and some of the other names you know that you know uh, uh that they were they were really important in, in my life you know yeah. mm-hmm. so
0: as the community is transitioning and and um you know the it's it's looking different you know we talk about carol and mm-hmm. carol is not a predominantly african american anymore mm-hmm. you know some people think oh no it's the, no it's not it's not that okay it's not the old carol it's a different carol right you know it's the other brown skinned students you know and so um, how do you, how do you keep that, the, I can say, how do you keep the memory alive? How do you keep, you know, when you talk about Mr. Carroll, when you talk about, like you said, the East side, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, to me, there's still a lot of landmarks over there you know, you have the Bears field,
1: right.
0: you know, and so you want the, you want, you know, I always say I envision, you know, like maybe one day having like where people want to come in and they want to drive around and, and, and just see some of the history pieces of mm-hmm. Corsicana. That's the Bears Field. is a history piece, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. and you want you want to showcase that. You know, you got the big bear that's there and all that. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you how do you as alumni, how are you going to keep keep the memory alive of G.W. Jackson and you know the state football team? And how are we, how, are we, how are you going to do that?
1: Well, right now we do have a, a historical marker at at the Bears Field, and it you know tells the history about the the field. Um, we we try to do you know fundraisers and different things throughout the year mm-hmm. uh, for the Jackson X Students Association, and every other year you know every odd year mm-hmm. we have our school reunion, and uh, that's one of our uh, biggest fundraisers mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people come back home and you know we have a a dance, a picnic, and everything just to to remember you know our legacy of, of G W Jackson High and we're still trying to recruit new members mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to be um an ex student to become a member but you know we want those who want to join to come in and show pride as well and um so you know just throughout the year we try to do things to to encourage um so we can keep the the feel up yeah uh, we want to, you know, get a restroom over there yeah. so we can utilize the field uh, for other things uh, such as, uh, well, the sports. Is, is what
0: was that? Uh, what was that that I know they mentioned the bowl game that they used to do? What was chocolate that? bowl. Chocolate bowl. Yes, yes, yeah, I used to yes, hear about yes, the chocolate yes, bowl. Yes, so yes. tell me, Mr. Libra, tell us about the chocolate bowl.
2: Okay. The chocolate bowl used to be a big game between Jackson, Baytown, um, let me see, there were a couple of other schools about that. Now, the Chocolate Bowl was a couple of years ahead of me, mm-hmm. but I still, I lived on 7th, so I was in the park, uh, I mean, the, uh, uh, Field was about a block from my house. <laughs> uh, and I was one of those kids that was coming in through the gate, you know what I mean, <laughs> to watch these guys play. And, but there they had such players like uh, Mean Joe Green. Wow. You know, that played, yeah, yeah. And uh, and like I say, guys that were before me, you know, you would see these guys playing against people like that, you know, and you say, oh man, you know, one day I want to be able to be able to play like those guys, you know, and, and be able to, you know, and I did get my chance to do that. And, uh, and i tell you what, every now and then, you know, you were talking about memories uh, of, of, of the East side. Every now and then I get in my car and I drive slow up and down various streets and I pitch in my mind very such and such house used to be over mm-hmm. here. I remember Miss and Mr. Ms. Mm-hmm. Such that mm-hmm. live over there, you know, I go through these things, you know, and, and, and they kinda of bring back memories and sometimes I stop and I shake my head and smile, you know, because those are things that mm-hmm. you grew up with. Yeah. You grew up doing, you know. And and, and and I still do things like that and and uh, I guess that's something that'll never, never leave. You know, yeah. it'll never leave. And uh, and I could ride now, but during that time we were all walking. walking. <laughs> and so <laughs> Speaking I think of we walking. had some yeah, of the strongest yeah. legs yeah. around because we yeah. did all that like, walking around. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but you know we that that was the way that we that we were brought up. Yeah. We were brought up, and I think that's the reason why when. Uh, they have various functions here across the county that bring the ex-students back. Mm-hmm. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. Because we all experience these things, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going over to each other's house, having dinner, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Eating, uh, uh, going to each other's house and playing in the backyard, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. You know that's, that's up, yeah. you know, that's how we grew up. You know, that's how we grew up.
0: So since we're so since we're talking about um, we're going to be celebrating um, Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday this weekend. Um, what tell me your memory about him? Cause you know you guys were you know living right. when he was alive, and so tell me tell me because I wasn't so you know, I, I mean I, I was born in sixty six, but you know I was a baby, so. Tell me, well, tell me some. Give me some uh, history behind the, you know, the memory of him when he was living.
1: Well, we were youngsters, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah. we did, you know, get to see um, some of the movement and the, and the marches, you mm-hmm. know, TV, uh, and I think the first time, I think I might have been in the sixth grade. Well, six no, it was sixty eight, mm-hmm. so maybe the. 10th uh, we
2: were South South yeah,
1: tenth grade. Yeah, when uh, when Martin Luther King was assassinated, and uh, it was April, and that was it was just a scary time because we thought it was going to be an all out war, you know, mm-hmm. after that, because mm-hmm. it was like it was like killing the president, mm-hmm. you know, that's the way it felt to us.
0: But y'all were living even when John F. Kennedy got assassinated, yes, too. Right? Yes, yeah, yes, y'all were yeah, yeah, Kennedy both, 80, and Robert. Yeah, Robert Kennedy, was in elementary, yeah, in
2: elementary school,
1: mm-hmm. Malcolm X, yeah, you know, yes. you know. Now, some of the things that our parents experienced <clears throat> with the you know, the whites only fountains mm-hmm. and you know, going through the back doors, that's A lot of things that we, you know, our generation. didn't really uh, go through I mean it was on the verge of that by the time we became teenagers Mm -hmm. so uh, we didn't you know have the same experience but we you know we knew what our parents had gone through and so I mean that was it was just part of history yeah Mm -hmm. so it wasn't something that was hidden and swept under the rug or anything you know and with my parents you know coming from the country and we had a lot of you know living with my grandmother you know during the summer uh, you know, there were a lot of white neighbors, and and they were they were just like us. Yeah. I mean, we went to school together down there, played together, we ran up big tree. What part uh, of community was that? Uh, it was in Curvin, Texas, in Freestone County, mm-hmm. and so uh, it was just a big community down yeah. there. You know, so a lot of it that we didn't experience uh, the next generation. I mean, we felt it. You yeah. Know? But we didn't just have to go through it uh, personally. Yeah. Um, but you know, you could still, you still knew that you know the uh, bias and the racism mm-hmm. existed just because of you know what the culture was uh, at that time. But uh, it wasn't something that just
2: uh, that just held you down. Yeah. You know?
0: Mister mm-hmm. Leroy, you want to touch on that?
2: Yeah, I was uh, was going to say that you know during the time we were growing up, you know, Dr. King. Mm-hmm. You would see him on TV and I'm, you know you talk about heroes, you're talking about personality, you know people understand that you look up to. He was one of them, one of the ones we'd see on TV. We would hear his voice, you know and and the thing of that nature. but what I one thing that stuck in my mind, and I'm gonna go back again, you were saying sixty eight but that was I remember we were in spring training. Mm-hmm. It was in March. Or April of '67. Mm-hmm. That's when he got killed. We were in spring. 68. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were in spring training, mm-hmm. and we were coming off the field, and Coach Albinicka said, "Man, they killed the king," and you talking about a load of bricks that mm-hmm. that never that come on us. You know, we say what he said. Yeah, Dr. King got killed. They killed him. And I tell you what, you know, all we could do was stand there. You could hear a pin fall between us, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, because um, that was a personality that we, someone we could just hold on to, you yeah, know what I mean? Hope I hope, yeah, yes, hope yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then when that happened, I'm going to tell you. And then when they told us how it happened, anger mm-hmm. come into your heart you know what I mean and uh, I say, oh my goodness you know this doesn't make any sense and uh, and it was it, it was something it was something It was an impact it was an impact and um, and I tell you what and we just kind of gathered up and we all we walked out of Barrels our practice facility you know like I said I lived about a block and a half I walked across the track by myself and walked home. Others went toward the red bricks and, you know, mm-hmm. went our direction, but we all walked with our heads down because we lost, mm-hmm. we lost someone, mm-hmm. we lost someone. Mm-hmm. And he's our leader. Yeah. Yes, yes. And even the period of time that he's been gone, you still feel, because every time I see a commercial or see something where he's on there, mm-hmm. and that voice of his, you yes. know, um, mm-hmm you know, that uh, spiritual voice, you know what I mean? It sends chills. Yeah. It sends chills over your body because during that time, he saw something that we couldn't see. Yeah. And when he made that statement about, you know, we're going to, you know, to the mountain top, we're going to make it. Yes. I may not get there there with you, but but we're going to make it as a people. And that right there, that was powerful. Yeah. It was powerful. Yeah. And even today as we, Struggle to try to make ends meet, but you still have to have things like that to hold on to. Yeah. And uh, so, his impact is still is still in existence. You know. Yeah. Because still, we're
0: trying, to, we're still trying to get there. Yes. Right? You know, yes. and that's why his his. His speech is still, it still, still, it still means something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, and if our young people would just get it in their, down in their soul, in their spirit. Mm -hmm. That, you know, we still trying to get there. We haven't made it yet. You know, and that's why, you know, they need to lean on, you know, you as pioneers, you as leaders, Mm -hmm. you as those that have set the, you know, have paved the way. You know, that they would listen and make, and listen to, you know, Mm -hmm. you as people Mm -hmm. with, you know, Mm -hmm. our, our community with wisdom. You know, knowledge. You know that y'all been there. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. and it's like now we're just going in so many different di- directions. different directions. Right. Exactly. You know, instead of us coming together and mm-hmm. and working on one common goal, you know, exactly. you know, we kind of drifting. Yeah, we're drifting away. You know, because I and I, I told you earlier. You know, I went to our local NAACP meeting on last night, and I'm looking at all the the our older senior older citizens. I'm like. Where's our young people? <laughs> you know, because I'm looking like they can tired. You know, you can just tell. And I'm oh, like, right. if we don't, if we don't grab a hold of our young people, I mean, I know that the generations are different. I understand that their plight is not. They didn't go and pick cotton. They mm-hmm. didn't. They didn't. They weren't. They didn't grow up in a segregated world. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, but we make them understand that we have different type of battles now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and so we got to keep. We got to keep the dream alive. We got to keep. Keep moving, keep motivating them, keep moving them, you know, into the right direction, mm-hmm. you know, because we see what the world is exist, existing now. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't, I've seen some, you know, here just in the last week or so, fifteen-year-olds having getting guns and stuff. Right. You know, that's, you know, Even I'm like, this what? Week. yeah, this week, mm-hmm. you know, and so now we need to be quick, fast, in a hurry. We need to really get back to, you know, it takes a village. Right. Yes, it exactly, takes a village, exactly. you know, and we all have our. We all have our problems. Mm-hmm. We all have that. But we need to just stop and say, you know what? If we don't take a hold of our community, you know, I, we won't have anybody really to be able to, you know, pass the torch to. Mm-hmm. Right. right. You know, and so that's why it's so important to keep G.W. Jackson alive. Exactly. Keep, keep that history piece alive. Exactly. Because to me, that motivates me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, you know, my 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 my. my my family is part of G.W. Jackson, right. you know. We went to and with Yes, ma'am, <laughs> and they're in they're in the history they're in the history books, you know. Yes. You know, as far as especially that football team. Right. So, speaking of the football team, Mister Mister um, Leroy, a couple years ago, Corsicana High School, you recognized the G.W. Jackson. Yes. Uh, a football team, right. the, uh, the championship team of 1968, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, I was able to be on that field when they when y'all got recognized, and I was boo-hooing, I crying, because I was like, you know, when you see that when you when we you know when they when our kids our young people see the movie, remember the Titans, I was like, yes, that happened here, yes, you know, and yes. to me, when y'all march on that field and then y'all got y'all's rings mm-hmm. and it was just they treated y'all to steak dinner. Nice. I mean, y'all had yes. the uh, y'all had the, the buses, you know, mm-hmm. pick y'all up. Mm-hmm. And that take was, y'all down, take, take yes. y'all out to the field and all that. And I said, they they really, read, Dr. Frost did red carpet yes. for y'all, right. you was, know. Uh, and to was, me, that was the first time yes. I think our young people were able to put a put a get a, a visual of history, yes, mm-hmm.
2: yes.
0: you know. And it was like it opened up their eyes, and like oh my goodness, it was here in Corsicana,
2: exactly. Right.
0: You know. So how did I mean? So tell me how you felt on that night.
2: Wow, it was powerful. It was powerful. Because, you know, in 68, when uh, we won state, well, you know, we come back, you know, to the the field and everything, and we unloaded our gear. I mean, yeah, we had the trophy, but it seemed like it wasn't, just didn't have that big punch, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But we knew that we were state champions. But down through the years, from 68 up until last year, you know, uh, you, uh, when they acknowledge us out here. It was just all a dream, you know, in the back of your mind. Someone would, you would give it someone that might know and you would talk a few minutes, you know, about it and all of that. But it really come to pass with me. See, I live two doors down from Richie Cotrera. Mm-hmm. He was the athletic director during that time. Mm-hmm. And I coached Richie in high school. And <laughs> yeah, he knew all about me and everything. But every now and then we would get together and he would asked me certain questions about the state championship team. I didn't know where he was going with it, and the next thing I knew, we were standing in the street, we are talking about various things. And he said, coach, that's what he called me, coach, you know, he said, I'm gonna, I got something on my mind. He said, I'm not gonna tell you about it right now, but I'm gonna, you know. And so time would go on, and then the next thing I know, he got with Dr. Frost, and the ball began to roll. And he started coming to me with various things you know about the state championship team and about Jackson and then I called my classmate here <laughs> to get some information because she she she's got Jackson running all over her you know she knew all about it and uh, we then we began to get people she helped me get numbers of guys that played on the team and uh, so that night, when we uh, put those purple shirts on we had, and uh, the stands were full, and you know how it is, you think, you know, okay, this is Jackson, you know, I hope that everything go okay. But you know, when I stood out on that field that night, and the stands were from, from one end to the other, people were standing up clapping, you talking about a powerful situation. You know, it was really, really powerful, and we were walking, you know, the drill team was on each side of us, and we were walking, and we had to stand up there until they got everything together. A couple of young ladies, you know, they looked at me and said, uh, you're really happy tonight? I said, yeah. She said, and she asked me my name, and I told them, and they were real polite. These are young girls, Mm -hmm. what, 16 Mm -hmm. years old, they didn't know anything about us, you know, and I I began to talk to them a few minutes, and uh, they they were real receptive of what we were doing. And when I called my name out and, and I stepped out, you know, and I looked up in the stands and I saw I saw a ray of purple and white, you know, <laughs> in the stands and all of that, I'm telling you, that really, that really, that was powerful. Yeah. I couldn't, uh, may not be able to put it in words like I would love to, but I will forever, forever remember that. Yeah. And I think Dr. Ross, uh, Dr. Frost, I'm sorry, excuse me. Dr. Frost for the effort she put in, yeah. in getting that together yes. she didn't have to do that No, she didn't she didn't have to do it yeah. you know we riding down through town and chartered buses yeah. somebody said somebody probably up? think the president is coming into town. <laughs> we had police escorts yeah. all the way yeah. you know front and back i looked on the side they were there they would stop in traffic at the red lights yeah. they were making sure that we that we were going through and then we had a nice dinner, yeah. and, uh, and they were just—I mean—they rolled the red carpet out, yeah. and I will forever. I've called her and talked to her a couple of times, and and I was thanking her for what she is, what she did, yeah. and I also talked to Richie, and I, yeah. I, I thank him also because mm-hmm. there's an old saying that people don't have to be nice. they don't. Right. You know, right. you know? Right. But she stepped, they stepped out, mm-hmm. and they made that dream a reality again. Yeah.
0: And even for Coach Williams to be able to be there. Oh, that you know, was because when was, I was in high school, he was our principal. Yes, you know, and yes, so he, yeah, And so to, for him to even to be able to live to see that yes. moment, you know, that recognition mm. that needed to be done. Yes. you know, because like I said, you guys back then, you know, they just kind of like you, you didn't get the recognition, and mm. so to be able for the community to come together and recognize that championship team, you know, in a time where our young people can see that exactly, you know, exactly. and so it's super. You being the being the president of the alumni, you know what what can we do as a community to help keep keep the vision, keep the dream, keep you know all that you know just going, you know. Okay. I, well, mean, I know they they started to name streets after the high school and stuff, but even just that, I, I want to we want to make sure that even the championship team of nineteen sixty eight that doesn't go away. Oh, that that won't go away. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) etched in stone. And I know sometime during this year we're going to get a uh, a picture of the team. Mm -hmm. And you know we have some signs on our uh, fence at the Bears Field. Mm -hmm. And if anyone wants to purchase one, (laughs) and that would help, you know, part of the donation toward the Bears Field uh, project, uh, they are five hundred dollars. And uh, part of that goes to Jess and the other part goes for the actual purchase. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's going to help with the renovation of the field. So once we get that field back in shape, and yeah. uh, we already have our little Peewee League, yeah. um, they can go over there and practice you know when mm-hmm. they feel the need yeah. and uh, there's no charge or anything. So we want uh, it's still part of the youth. So yes. if anyone wants to come over there and play uh, you know organized, uh, like a part of a, a little team, football, peewee, soccer, uh, the field is still there. Yeah. But we want to get it all leveled out so, you know, yeah. there's no injuries or yeah. anything. But uh, if anyone wants to donate or participate in that, uh, you can still get in touch with me. I'm Sierra Nolan, uh, 903-493-3114. And uh, I'll be glad to give you your information. Yeah. And... Uh, we're still recruiting, yeah. and we're gonna keep that uh, that legacy going because yeah. as long as we have that fence there, we have four corners of the fence that yeah. we can fill up. We have a brick it's wall a too, and we have a brick wall. And uh, that purchase is fifty dollars. If you wanna put a brick, personalize, or do it for someone else, uh, you can have a brick put on, on the brick wall as well and uh, we have there were three sections two sections already filled yeah. so we have a brand new wall with three maybe three bricks already on it so it holds about 157 bricks so if you want to be a part of that uh, we'll be happy to take a donation yeah so so if and you have so if you
0: have family that were part of G W jackson mm-hmm. jackson bears you know, y'all purchase, purchase a brick in, in honor right. of that family member. You know, and right. so you know, I, I keep on saying I need to go ahead and do for my family because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think it's on no Gooden's up there. Oh, they're there. Oh, they're there. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Good deal. Good deal.
2: Good deal. And Leroy Johnson. is yes. A brick there. Yeah. Also. Right. We have quite a few. Yeah. classes. And so that way, when yes. people come to town,
0: yes. you know, when people come to town, and if we we can just make sure that. You know they're guided into if they go to the chamber, there should be some information at the chamber Mm -hmm. to say go over here to this field. This is some history piece. Right. So you might want to make sure that the chamber is in link to say send people over there because some people they come to town just to Mm -hmm. kind of see what our history is. Right. And that not just downtown. Right. We need to guide them over there so they can see Mm -hmm. back uh, Jackson the field so they can see where that is part that's part of our history. Mm Right. You know so. I am so elated that you guys came out tonight to record on on Cannon Girl Speaks podcast, and so I'm going to give you an opportunity to uh, give you shout outs to anybody out there. Um, uh, just keep 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 the memory. Keep mm-hmm. you know I, that's you know I'm I'm going to really try my hardest to help you know because I want my grandkids and you know those you know those in the future mm-hmm. to know what G W Jackson stood, stood for, for, what the night the class of, the football team of 1968. Mm-hmm you know, stood for. You know, you guys have a standard. You know, and you just have that, that pride is there and that's mm-hmm. what I really appreciate. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So Miss Sarah, you wanna say some close out you wanna some shout outs? Um, you wanna shout out to any of your family members or anything like that? because this podcast it they goes all it goes all over. So people can click on it, they can listen to it wherever wherever they are.
1: Okay. Well I wanna shout out to the the butcher family, the <laughs> Williams Livingston which is part of my family, and the Butcher Carter family. Uh, shout-out to all those uh, family members, uh, to the Jackson X Students Association members, and uh, to Corsicana. Yeah. To the can. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mr. Leroy?
2: Yes. Uh, Johnson family. I'd like to say shout-out to the Johnson family. Um, my wife's side of the family, the Palm family. Um, to all the people that that were part of this of this day, you know, coming from the east side. Just want to give a shout out to you. And all the people that are, still exist, that are still living, that brought us on. I know a lot of them are going on to glory yeah. now. But they brought us on to where we are right now. We want to say thank you yeah. to them and their family. Because i tell you the truth. I wouldn't be here right now if it was not for them. Yeah. They were instrumental in my life and uh and i'm not ashamed to tell anybody i'm gw jackson high school (laughs) 1970 (laughs) the last school of gw jackson high all
0: right thank you thank Thank you one
1: other thing uh with this being the coming up on the martin luther king uh, birthday celebration Uh, To all the children who are going to be participating in the speech competition and those who Have not even started yet that would like to in the future uh, not to just uh, Learn the words but know what he meant when he said those those are not just speeches those were things that were happening in the world and in our in our country at the time so when he's talking to you it's not just a speech. Yeah. It's 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 uh important it's about a movement yeah. and, and about a, a right, about a dream you. and a hope yes. for for our people yes. and for our country as a whole. Yeah. So, uh, happy yes. birthday, Dr.
2: Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. Yes. Happy
1: birthday.
2: You were instrumental in all of our lives and yes. we will continue to try to carry you in our voices, in our heart and our mind, you know. Uh so we would love for everybody to be able to understand that.
0: Yeah. So we hope. So it's my hope that even on the this weekend during the celebration that we don't just make it a day off, but a day, day on. on. Day you know, off. don't just celebrate it in some form or fashion. Yes. You know, we yes. have several programs that are going to be going on. We have the kids that the kids are going the youth are going to be doing their 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 program um, at the MLK Center on Monday, mm-hmm. and then we'll have a, a service on. Um, Monday evening at six at Calvary Worship Center, and then we'll have the Navarro College will have their their Martin Luther King their MLK celebration on that Tuesday morning. Yeah, the breakfast. You know the breakfast, and so there's so you so you have opportunity to make make a a visit. It's it's any program that you want to go to. So I'm hoping that those out in the listening audience. That they do honor uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. King on this weekend, and so with that being said, I want to say thank you again, thank you. And, uh, and please, I just want to say, I do want to say happy birthday, Dr. King, yes. and good night. Yes. night. Can a girl speaks podcast is recorded at Shred Shed Studio. Shred Shed Studio, where you get big city production at small town prices. Recording, mixing, mastering, guitar instruction, production and songwriting. Find out more at ShredShedStudio.com or email your inquiries to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at ShredShedStudio.com
2: The premier music studio in Corsicana, Texas.